Groovy, baby. Groovy. Yeah. Do you do you would uh do you guys want a shag? Mm. Mm. Oh, behave. Mm. Um, do I do I make you horny? Mm. Mm. Are you Randy? Mm. Are you Randy? Uh oh, uh my mojo. Oh. Mm. Mm. One one billion dollars. Mm. Mm. This this is me in a, in a nutshell. I, oh no, how I'm stuck in this nutshell. Sure, sure. Help, yeah. me, help me out mm-hmm. of this. I didn't. How? What kind of shell is this big and has this big of a nut? That's no woman. That's that's a man, baby. <laughs> I'm out. Running fast, kill It's futuristic, like Carnac the Magnificent. Rewind your VCR, rewind your cook cassette. Nintendo pilots, what? Flying up ahead. Captain's log, Charlie God. But we're out, see him live, the weapon coming shine. Out on your street tonight, we're going to Don't matter how loud you got a shot, we're going to Who does number two work for? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> honestly, maybe the best thing Tom Arnold's ever done. Yeah, honestly. Maybe. The Stupids it has its moments. I've uh, never seen it. It's a stupid. rough movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, for of many all the, reasons. like, okay, so you haven't seen very many 90s comedies, yeah. but you have seen The Stupids. Yes, I have. Wow. Hmm. I don't know why. No, but it I mean, truly does not make sense to me. I actually think it's because it's mostly clean. Mm. Uh, and so my friend's family checked it out and was allowed to watch and enjoy it. And I was able to partake in one of those excursions to my friend's house. <laughs> uh, but my parents probably wouldn't have liked it cause it was kind of mean to them cause it called them the stupids and they didn't, they didn't much care for like any sort of bullying talk, like any, uh, any put downs of any kind. They were like, no, that was that. most comedy that, in the nineties. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Actually, that's very fair. Punching down. Lots of, lots of actual punching and punching down as mm-hmm. well. Yep. And punching down specifically into the nuts. Hey, were yeah. words like crap and suck just completely like just out the, out the window. Like what? never say these words. Never say yes. But if they were in a movie, my parents wouldn't be like, oh, no, that's bad. We're turning right, it off. Right. But my dad might do the thing where you go. Yep. yep. <laughs> you kind of like that, in, intake not. some air. Yep. You'd be like, ooh, don't like that, but I'm going to let it slide. Yep. That and every time a Victoria's Secret commercial comes on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know about I this. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Mm, they're overpriced. <laughs> that, that's why he didn't like them. Yeah. See, yeah, that's, yeah. see, they just mark it all up. I feel bad for you guys, but at the same time, you should. like my parents you fucking should. <laughs> kept, kept insisting on stuff like you that. You watch like, Victoria's Secret commercials? No, no, no. They kept insisting that they were sheltering me from things. Like they told me that I couldn't see Gladiator because it was too violent. Too scary, mm. yeah. But then like. Too many scary. But they had no basis in God for it. So like why? <laughs> exactly. That's we what had justification. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Our parents made sense. <laughs> But they would just like, we would see the weirdest shit. Do you remember, uh, what is it? Play it to the bone. I think it is with, uh, Woody Harrelson and mm. I think it's Woody Harrelson and, uh, and, uh, Antonio Banderas where it's like a fight. It's like a boxing movie. I have not where I can't remember which one of the characters is gay. And so there's a scene when they're in the boxing match where one of them gets sort of knocked for a loop and he pictures a bunch of naked women and my mom literally physically reached over and put her hand in front of my face. <laughs> no. And then there's another scene where the other character gets knocked silly and he sees a bun- he sees a naked man. Just and, one. Uh, just just the one. Nice. And uh, I think Monogamous the same, like it. Yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. happened. But exactly. it was just like... Is that she also put her hand Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was also the kind of thing where like, I saw nudity in movies so much as a kid. Like, Yeah, why was that... I just the, like they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. They they tried. They <laughs> they didn't succeed. Mm, whoops! Mm. I remember. Just, I specifically remember being at a sleepover and watching uh, Time Cop, and seeing ah. seeing nudity at a friend's house. Oh, seeing nudity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, man. And then, of course, we all remember the Romeo and Juliet that they showed us in At school, yeah. English. Yep. And yeah. you're not supposed to giggle. Don't you do it. Don't, don't you giggle. If anybody giggles, the movie's going off, and we're going to, I don't know, read poetry again or something. Yeah. And also- That was a very special day for me. To, t- <laughs> <laughs> to tie it into the movie we just watched, I'm pretty sure- that the guy who played Mercutio was Basil Exposition. Oh, the wow. guy who played Mercutio you in know that. What? That makes sense. Romeo I believe that. Yeah, he's in some dramatic stuff. Yeah, right. Like, what's that guy's name? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. No, no neither am I. I. Yeah, I'm just going to take Christian's I? word for all this. No, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and this yeah, is pure cool. guesswork on my part. Yeah. No, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, welcome to Contextual Deviants. My name is Christian Hagen. Welcome back, everybody. Each episode. We watch a movie and then we talk about it through a series of randomly generated critical contexts provided to us via our contextual computer. We don't know how we're going to talk about the movie that we're talking about today, but we will be guided along the path and we will take you with us on this journey. Uh, and of course, when I say us, I mean myself and my beautiful co-hosts and dearest co-friends, Mr. David Gutchie. Yeah. And Matthew Bond. Hi, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Groovy, baby. Yeah. Do I make you Randy? Do I? Nope. David, you didn't want to. You didn't want to do one. No. Okay. No. I. I no. No. no I, I just, did not. No. Actually, I. <laughs> no. I specifically I would, did not. I really. I said my contract states <laughs> not doing the stuff with the horny jokes anymore. Not doing huh? the stuff with the so horny I jokes can't anymore. Do them anymore. Do them. I watched, hands are tied. I, my hands are tied. That's one. That's one. <laughs> so you're already breaking your own rules yeah. here, bud. Oh, jeez. Well, in honor of our our country's own Dr. Evil taking his first trip into space, Mr. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, we, for episode 69, are watching the 1997 cultural touchstone that is Austin Powers' International Man of it Mystery. Is. It is a movie that had a bizarrely gigantic cultural impact one of the highest grossing films of the year that it came out like and that was the year that titanic came out wow (laughs) so it was it was in that it was in that zone i mean not titanic zone but it was on that list (laughs) that's that's wild yeah that's wild it's so crazy to think of it now because like when you think of we think of comedies from that era they're all so broad and so absurd and often so loud like they're just very mm. noisy there's a lot about this movie that's loud too yeah yeah mm-hmm. but i feel like this movie you know has gotten a weird reputation over time <laughs> mostly because of all the references that have been made from it true uh but we're going to talk about the movie as it exists not the memes yeah yeah and I had never seen it. This until this is my favorite part about doing this episode. Day we got to watch this movie with David Gucci for the very first time. It was a very special. David, did you enjoy your experience watching Austin Powers? I think so. It did make me pretty horny, which is why I had to make up that whole contract before we recorded this about like it seriously did really, really turn me on in a lot of pretty intense ways. Yeah. but I but, list some things specifically. The yeah. part where he is on the bed and he spanks his butt, and then the other part where he flips over on the bed, and then he's like laying it with his one leg over the other leg, sure. and then the bed spinning. That part too, also. Mm-hmm. And then when later he's on a different bed and he's laying there, mm-hmm. and he looks pretty good. It's pretty that, much just like watching. That, I think Mike Myers lying yeah. down. Yeah, I think it, that was my thing. Yeah. I think it was a real awakening for me. It's As not Austin Powers specifically. <laughs> That's the thing is it's just Mike Myers laying down really gets me. As as one of Mike Myers's famous characters Austin Powers once said, that is my bag baby. <laughs> <laughs> it very much is my bag. That is Ah, it's so hard to pick my favorite joke from this movie, but honestly, the the pump the and then the receipt for the pump and, and then the warranty for the pump and then the book they he wrote about the baby—that's <laughs> really good. It's a good that joke. Got escalation. me incredibly. Yeah. So no, it's a it's a very sexual movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I had a very sexual response. To well, it. as kinks go, that's a pretty safe one. That's true. If someone's like, "Hey, what's your thing?" And I'm like, Austin Powers. Right. And everyone <laughs> loves that. That's not weird yeah. to say. It's cool. It's, it's 2021. Hey. Hey, everybody, everybody loves that. Excuse everybody me, does this make I mean. you horny, baby? <laughs> does it? Does it? Does it? 
It's just like so insistent. Like he's already pretty insistent. He's but if he was insistent. more insistent, oh, if he was more, insistent. it would be significantly less. Yeah, actually, palatable. he'd be very yeah. much the villain of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Borderlines on it already. That's, yeah, uh, he does. He does. Yep. Scary. Yep. There are definitely lines. He. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there are degrees that could have been much worse. Uh, but mm-hmm. yes. anyway. like my bachelor's degree, let's do. Whoa! An of speaking this. of bad degrees, <gasps> let's do an episode of contextual deviance. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Utilizing my film studies minor, uh, hey. let's go to context number one. Choo choo. Unreliable narrator. Unreliable narrator. Okay. As a reminder to the audience, an unreliable narrator is a character who is telling the story of the film after the fact and fudging the details. And you have to figure out who it is that's telling this story and what details they're making up. Wow. So there's a there's a really obvious answer, wow. and then there are some more fun ones I'd imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The obvious one would be Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty like incredible in the in the most unbelievable sense of the word that that he has the appeal that he does. Yeah, yeah. and the success that he does. Yeah, like, he has no skills. It's wild that, but I, I guess to be fair, his nemeses also really don't have that many skills. Right. But True. still, that's yeah, a, the that's comedy the comedy rests in like, how the fuck is this guy successful at anything? Right. How does anyone want to have sex with him? Right. How is he such Ooh, a good spy? That's an it's argument against couch against it. <laughs> what what you've just done though is made an argument against Austin Powers being an unreliable narrator. Okay, because if tell. he's telling the story, it wouldn't be funny mm. that he's bumbly. Mm. It would be earnest. He would actually be like a more conventionally like because, which is unfortunate. His body is a joke in this movie. Yeah, and it's and that like it kind of made me a little sad. And I was like, oh no, you look fine. Like you don't. I mean, his like big chest hair piece is a caricature, and that was like okay, you're leaning into this like funny thing. That's great, but like he wouldn't have made himself look like that. I don't think. Yeah, that's the thing. The tone of the movie is look at this buffoon. Mm. And he wouldn't make himself. That's, it's really good. We. It's really good we didn't watch either of the sequels because the uh, the body shame stuff gets so much worse. Oh, no. so much worse. So much worse. <laughs> there's so many things in the sequels. Oh, no. that I, I'm glad to unwatchable not sequels. Two. Yeah, there's two of them. Two. Uh, two more. Yeah. I thought this was a standalone movie. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. God damn. It. Uh, oh, I got oh, you again. Oh. God. Oh. Okay. Damn. I see your game, David. I see what you did. Yeah, I nitpick when it's convenient for me. <laughs> The American way. Mm, yeah, um, the okay. <laughs> uh, okay, but who else could have been who the else? unreliable narrator in this? I have an idea. Okay. Which is Scott Evil. <gasps> because mm. he is already terrible at telling stories <laughs> and seems to have no idea what his dad's <laughs> deal is. great point. Uh, oh my that God. I feel like yeah. he's just like making shit up about what happened in this situation that's and he's that's bad. why everything is so broad and exaggerated and, and just like, completely implausible and completely yeah implausible. oh i like that he's telling it yeah. to group yes he's yeah. like oh so God, here's yes. why my dad sucks he's telling and carrie fisher yeah totally yeah, that's that's right. that way we get more sucks. carrie fisher and i was just Absolutely. gonna say yes please that oh, is what a- if the framing device of this movie was just Carrie Fisher um, like receiving this in a group therapy session what if it's Carrie Fisher being like okay so these two people came into group <laughs> and I swear to god this, this is what, is they what was actually going yeah. down and everyone's like no way impossible and no she's way. like I'll make a movie to show you <laughs> and they were like okay here's a budget and a bunch of cameras <laughs> a bunch of- you, you go Carrie Fisher we do whatever you say yeah <sighs> as we all should yeah at this point yeah <laughs> um, that- I like Scott Evil's good Scott Evil is uh, yeah that's a really good one it's a good pull I'm interested in, oh gosh, what's it? Miss Kensington. What's her first name? Vanessa. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm interested in Vanessa as an option for an mm. unreliable narrator. Not to like, I don't think she comes out looking amazing, but maybe to kind of answer the question that people inevitably ask by not actually asking it, but like after they get married, just being like, this guy? <laughs> like, just kind of being like, how did this happen? This, this this guy like this this weirdo that like is from the 70s you're into this like and being like no 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 it's cool like he's good actually i'll tell you all the cool things he's done and why he's weird and good he's got great mojo yeah like a like a justification Mm -hmm. 
it's yeah. all her telling one of her friends why it actually is good that she got married to Austin Powers. But the only detail she actually fudged was that he got his teeth fixed. <laughs> right, they're still... <laughs> <laughs> they're still terrible. <laughs> but she's learned to look past it. But in her head, she imagines them being mm. better when mm. she pictures yeah. it. She sees his true teeth. <laughs> like shallow houses yeah. <laughs> no oh man shallow hell but for teeth is about the least appealing movie pitch you could ever make <laughs> it's right down there yeah it's, yeah. it's definitely right down there movies i won't see yeah it's that yeah. wow wow i mean shallow hell in almost any context yeah no yeah that's a fair point Oofda. Could really Oof. only be a better movie, actually, if it was just about teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What uh, if it was a crossover with teeth? <gasps> and what if Shallow Scary. Hal was Hal from Malcolm in the Middle? Whoa. <laughs> what about that? Little Brian Cranston action. Little Brian Cranston. Little Brian Cranston. Oh, little Brian Cranston. Oh, little Brian Cranston. He's so cute. All right. Oh, so who else could be an unreliable <laughs> narrator in Austin Powers International <laughs> Man of Mystery? Who else could be an who unreliable else? narrator in Austin Powers Well, Man Mr. Exposition, it's in his name to tell stories. True. Mm-hmm. True. So. Suspicious. Yeah. Suspicious. Yeah. But I don't, I, I had Ooh. nothing beyond that. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Well, <laughs> I like, let's connect that with the fact that Austin Powers did 100%, maybe even 150%, punch Mr. Exposition's <laughs> mom in the face. Yes. And got and away with it pretty yeah. easily. And got away with it. He keeps getting away with it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, insulted her a lot. Like, yeah. It just was like, she's ugly. Look, she's horrifying. R- really, Ew, really gross. dug this himself into a hole. terrible. I punched her. Like, he was not apologetic. Like, the problem is this movie's not a takedown of Austin Powers. No. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. it would have to be it for would. it to be a, like, this asshole punched my mom and, yep. and right. let me tell you about how much he sucks. Like, or it's like, he is such a hero. This is why I got over it. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's like, he, the, yeah, someone is asking. I like the, the perspective of, this movie exists in response to questions asked of the reliable narrator. Like, why'd you marry this guy? Or why didn't you kill that man when he punched your mom? And it's okay. Listen, (laughs) he's really good. He does a lot of good. And then he does, he saves people and he's very mysterious. Right. Or like yeah. if Dr. Evil is telling the story because then it's like, why did he get defeated by a buffoon? Because mm. he still portrays him as a buffoon because yeah, 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 he yeah. thinks he is. But mm. he also lost and he, he has to lose. justify that. Yeah, mm-hmm. He did. So it's kind of like a... It's, that actually makes some sense. But because he also makes himself look like a complete idiot. He does. Yeah. He does. I wonder if it's uh, Taika Waititi in... Um, Jojo Rabbit situation where he's like, he I don't know exactly what I'm going for. Here, I, but, but like, I am really the, fascinated the to see that where he this was is like, if I play myself, I can't like, I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to like lean into making myself look cool. So maybe I'll like overcompensate and make myself look like a total douche. So you're saying that the real life equivalent of whoever Dr. Evil is, who's telling this story, yeah. has made himself the Hitler uh-huh. a la Jojo Rabbit yes. of this film. Yes. So this I is see. a puff piece. I think it's a puff piece. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm saying is it's a puff piece. It's its own coming of age dramedy. Mm, <laughs> so true. Oh, You know... I think the Dr. Evil angle does make a little sense. The Dr. Evil angle. That would be his show on Fox News. The Dr. <laughs> evil angle. Mm, Dr. Evil angle sounds like a warm-up. Yeah. Dr. Evil angle. Yeah. Dr. Evil angle. Dr. Dr. Evil angle. Dr. Evil angle. <laughs> well, that was a good harmony. <laughs> it did actually work out pretty well. <laughs> All right. We're coming up on the last second. Throw them in. You any, got any, any more ideas? Any more. Mm. I was trying to think of number two. Like how mm. how he could have been he... telling this story? Did he die? I think the implication is that he did. Okay. Yeah, but as Doctor Evil said, uh, the best way for supervillains to kill people is just kind of assume they die and don't look <laughs> into it ever, which was very uh, very funny I, joke. I, d- I do appreciate that that rule applied to. Th- his henchman who he threw down there who was badly burned, but not to his mortal nemesis. His actual nemesis, <laughs> yeah. correct, yeah. Pretty uh, pretty inconsistent. Really calling him out on this one. This is a Dr. Evil dunk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, take Welcome. that, Dr. Evil. Takedowns, baby. Somebody finally took him down a peg. <laughs> <sighs> no, I think, I think he's pretty good as a 
as an unreliable narrator. <laughs> okay. I think I think he works. I think my favorite one is uh, is Scott though. Yeah, Scott makes a lot of sense. Yeah, or Carrie Fisher. Or Carrie. I, I mean, I just want <laughs> Carrie Fisher to be the the answer yeah. to most mm-hmm. of these. Yeah, let's see if we can work her in every time. <laughs> let's see. You know what? Next context. All right. Marxist theory. Marxist theory. Hey, there's some stuff in here about okay. a little bit. Comrades. Comrades. <laughs> comrades. Yeah. This movie has the word comrade. In it. <laughs> this movie does have a whole thing about there's the capitalist one. pigs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, so, okay. So are we, I, I think we covered this in off screen. Yeah. But are we talking about Marxist lit theory? Yes. Marxist or, okay. literary theory, mm-hmm. which um, is a, is slightly different. As opposed to just like Marxist economic, economic theory. theory. That's its yeah. own thing. Marxist lit theory is, it's always about class, right? Like that's kind of the idea. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Definitely something I know a ton about. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so glad it's a context. The Bug's Life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, A Bug's Life is actually a pretty good example. It's a communist that, yeah. movie. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So ants is the anti. Ants well, that is, the but it's the, it takes it the other way. Mm-hmm. Me, the anti. <laughs> the anti. The anti. That's in the, no wait, never mind. Yeah. You, no. Okay. So here's the here's what my brain just did. I'm gotcha, going to take you on a little bit of okay, okay. Okay. So my brain said, okay, the anti. That sounds like a thing. And then my brain said, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, there's a bee and an ant, and there's got to be a way to say that to make it all work. And then what I said was, and I didn't say anything at all. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm, and and scene. This is my behind-the-scenes little cameo into how, I, into how I do things. So from a class Sneak perspective, peek. this movie does have uh, a lot of wealth on both mm. sides of the equation. Yeah, that's you true. Know, you know, governmental power being wielded by the agents uh, <laughs> go- combating yeah. against Dr. Evil, who seem to have a pretty unlimited budget for whatever it is they want to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. Um, including a, a grand costume budget. 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 <laughs> budget. Yeah, that beard that he wore when they snuck into those bathrooms. <laughs> I was convinced. I was like, who is that tourist? And is it was that the Austin love Powers. guru? Uh, <laughs> is that Mike Myers from the future when he made the movie The Love Guru? Um, That's actually a great point. Is this movie actually... If, if the Marxist lens is to be applied to everything, which it should. Sure. <laughs> which it should be, as we all know. The absence of the working class is a statement in this movie. It's maybe the maybe a Marxist reading of this movie is it's all pageantry. It's all like people throwing around weird amounts of money and like almost ending the world and not ending the world. And none of it matters to them ever. Really. They're all just kind of running around, having a goofy time, killing each other. And what they need to do with that money is stop trying to pay off terrorists and or do UN pageantry and or blow up all the volcanoes, but actually start fixing some problems. I mean, there is a fair amount of working class, but they are completely disposable. 100%. Yeah, that's the, true. Yeah, are the fembots working class? The, well, I wasn't, I wasn't super. <laughs> that's <thinking>. my question. <laughs> are they automation? Is the, are they a commentary mm, they, on automation, automation. taking jobs yeah. from other assassins? Mm, oh, yeah. Well, and literally taking the lives of the security guards. Yeah, taking like, we don't the need jobs and the yeah. lives of security yep, guards. Yep, that's, yep, fair. Yep, right. yeah, that's fair. But does that automation bring about abundance or does it bring about more power for the working class? And mm. I think in this case, obviously, it brought about more power. Right. It was not a thing weaponized so that everyone could live better. Right, right. <laughs> it, was a, it was a weapon. It literally was like, used against the working right. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, explicitly. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's yeah. Then there's all the guys in the like facility at the mm, end when they're storming yeah. the place. Just bodies, yeah. just going all just over bodies. the place. Yeah, true. Um, that that security yeah. guard who gets oh run over by the by the yeah. steamroller. <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe that's a good scene to focus on <laughs> the the steamroller scene in particular as a metaphor. Because <laughs> I think that really is what it was there for. Right, was to because Austin signal, Powers comes like, in, chops that guy, chops a guy, chops a guy who's and then, clearly just working. And just here's doing his the, job. here's the thing: he was working. Mm-hmm. He was sitting in the means of production. One might yep. say, "Yep," and he was removed from it. The means of production was taken by someone from the upper class, and 
driven badly and slowly, but inevitably to the doom of the working class. Mm. And they, it was inescapable. Mm. When, when you give up the means of production, no matter how much warning you have about the trajectory of the economy, it's coming for you, baby. Or, or, or is or. it a statement <laughs> on how the working class thinks that they're fixed in an inevitable position of destruction, <laughs> but... If they if they were to break out mm-hmm. of that path mm-hmm. and go on their own path, mm. the absurdity that is, that is yeah, how they could survive is the point. Yes. Yep. So from the outside, it's like, what are you even doing, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, just step to the side, push Austin Powers out of that <laughs> van. He just took it from you by pushing. Mm-hmm. Push right back, or there's, just walk away. There's you look like a boob. You. You look like a boob. Like, you look like a flat boob. <laughs> a flattened boob. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's that scene is a call. <laughs> that scene is, is it's, uh, it's fully allegorical absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah and i think that it wasn't clear to me upon my first viewing but it is extremely you're, clarified you're only now. viewing thus yeah, far my first view <laughs> i plan on many more oh i hope so i hope uh, to be there for all of them you better be uh, okay <laughs> that's that's more than i was expecting that's threat. uh yeah it was very threatening uh <laughs> uh, yeah are there any other group like besides those workers and the guards that get killed by the fembots are there other like members of just regular folks? See, because I was trying to think of that. Like the only one I can think of, like of a person oh, just rich. doing their job who's yeah. included, is like the blackjack dealer. I was just gonna say <laughs> blackjack dealer. Yeah, yeah. soup Nazi himself. Mm. The yeah. soup Nazi. Yeah, and and maybe uh, the only thing that I can think of in that particular vein is he's he's like a a representative of like a scab kind of of a person that like. <laughs> He's trying to help. Yeah. Like both times that the players do something that the dealer thinks is a bad idea. He's like, oh, are you sure? You sure you want to do that? Like, I want you to win though. Like he's in this like middle management role of Mm -hmm. like just trying to keep the status quo going and protect the power. Hmm. Well, just think about the opening credits. Think about it. You've got Austin Powers, who is, of course, the symbol, the international Mm. man of mystery, the the, the man that everyone recognizes and chases around, (laughs) implying that... The working class has to drop everything they're doing and march to the beat of the drum yes. of, the, of the, the wealth of the wealthy celebrities. Uh, the unattainable wealthy celebrities. Yes. They can't yes. catch him. And and what happens when he encounters a cop for the first time? Dances right along with him, baby. Cop just dances with him. Yeah. There's he's unaccountable. <laughs> he's there's no accountability. Exactly. The cops protect property and austin powers and austin powers it's specifically very clear mm-hmm. oh wow all nope wait nope <laughs> <laughs> that was another one of those ants in the beauty of the eye of the beholder situations <laughs> it's not gonna come together and i just ants can't in the beauty in the eye of the beholder <laughs> um just real quick before we continue yeah. with this yeah why were those steamrollers there do you think it was a that's completely actually, uh, no, flat a cement question. facility you know. indoors. Well, how do you think it got so flat? Christian? Well, shit. Now, now yeah, you, you just answered it. your own question. Bam. You're right. You're hey, right. why are all these farmers' like, tools like around a... these vegetables? <laughs> got him. <laughs> got him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> is it? 69. It's over. Kill it. Um, <laughs> no, that's like, actually a also, really good there question. Were like, but Those it wasn't even just that there was one steamroller. There was like a half dozen. Yeah, there was it was an army. There. Yeah. Yeah. Why were they there? Why you don't like I, steamroll steel, do you? I don't. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. <laughs> but on mass and where? <laughs> on mass on the, and where? <laughs> on the big flat production floor. <laughs> on, the, on the big flat production floor. Uh, okay. I just needed okay. to. No, no, I think, yeah. I think that's, this isn't uh, the nitpicky realism corner. I was just curious. It's not, but it is a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only reason that they staged the steamrollers there was to illustrate the now incredibly clear and obvious point about the working class. Yeah, did Michael Myers like, win a Pulitzer for this? Uh, he must Because he should have. He should have. He should have. With all that he was saying, he should have. He should have. should have. He should have. He should have. Do you guys want to move on to another contest, yeah, please? Gamification. Make up a game based on this movie gamification make up a game based on this movie now okay. as far as i know other than i don't know if there was any official there had to have been an official had, I'm, sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling looking. like Keep if there talking. was it was for the game boy that's my guess mm. Ooh, game boy oh, we're thinking video games and maybe not for the first one maybe for one of the sequels yeah 
But yep. while David's looking that up, Game Boy Color, baby. Oh, okay. wow. It's called. Wait. What do you think the Austin Powers video Ooh, game is here we called go. for the Game Boy Color? Okay. It features Mike Myers looking kind of sexy on the cover. Actually, it looks really good. Is he lying um, down? He's not lying down, so oh, it doesn't look damn. as right, good keep, as he Keep could. it in your pants. In well, terms put it of, sideways. Oh, it's shit. You're right. Oh, no. My phone auto-rotated. Damn it. <laughs> I can't make him lay down. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> Game Boy Color, Psychedelic Background, Austin Powers, and then... Uh, the title of the game. Okay, okay, is okay. What? And is this for the first movie? Or was it like... This is the only video game. Okay, okay. this is just the one. Okay. Yep. What year did it come out? The year 2000. Okay, so probably for the second movie is what I'm going to guess. You want to know who published it? Rockstar. What? Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. It's, it's Grand Theft Auto 3. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stealth prequel to Austin Powers. No, it would be sequel to Austin Powers. Uh, um, okay, okay, okay. Here we so, go. Yeah, um, here you go. I'll give you each one guess or two if you want. Yeah. Uh, uh <laughs> Wait, do you know the names of the sequels? Because it could just be one of the sequel names. Uh, it's not, because okay. I do know the names, okay, and they okay. are not called okay, this. Okay. okay. Is it a mojo in time? That's good, but no. Mm. <laughs> By Lewis Langle. <laughs> Is it Austin Powers' pinball? <laughs> <laughs> You know, actually, that's a also a very good guess, a like good a different guess. lane. A good guess? No, it's not. It's not Austin Powers. What, what is it there, David? Austin Powers. O-B-A. Oh, God oh, damn it. That's what it's of called. Of course. That that's, makes, of no, course. That should have been. Uh, yeah. And, okay, and you will cut this from the episode, but if you want to put it in the show I'm notes, you a, should. I'm, this is all going in. No, no, no. There's, I'm about to show you a picture. Oh, I see. And it's oh. not fun for the listeners, but it is fun for the listeners if they look in the show notes and see this picture. This is... This is terrifying. Here is Austin Powers rendered in Game Boy Color format. Ah! <laughs> yeah. That was too close to the No, no, no. It wasn't. You were the exact one. <laughs> oh, my God. His head is huge. It's so nasty. Oh, Jesus. Like, it's really gross. That's some nightmare fuel. It's, it's actually scary. It's like, I'm, kinda, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like, I don't like it. It's very wow. bad. Wow, 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 Put wow, that wow. in Fear Street, you cowards. Yeah, <laughs> they won't do it. Yeah, they won't they do won't. it. They won't. They won't. Um... But so what's okay, a game yeah, but we, we can need make to make one. Yeah, yeah, okay, hold on. So there is one. There we don't is know anything one. about it. Probably a platformer. Probably terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's a platformer. But we're gonna make a good one. We're gonna yeah. make a good one though. Yeah. yeah. Are we make? So we're making a video game. We're going video game. We could go video game. We could go. I think we should go like card or board because someone already did video game. We could also go sport. Oh yeah, like I don't know how that would work. Professional competition game. I'm trying to think of some way to work out like a dice game, like you know, like sex dice. Except the point is like. You have to come up with a position where you like cover somebody's junk with like a oh, there you go. some other like object. A challenge. Yeah. Like yeah. as someone like someone when it's your turn, you get up and you strip naked uh, and you yeah, walk uh, around the room and everyone else has to like censor roll you. like or draw random cards or have like randomly generated words. And if that object is in the room, they have to try to hold it up in a way that's like or it's sexually like, suggestive. Or it's like pin the tail on the donkey where you've got a naked Austin Powers. You've got one. And oh. like pinned up on the wall. And then you like have to roll a dice and then mm-hmm. somehow, like depending on what you get, you have to figure out how to make it fit while it's, but still make it suggestive. But make it sexual. Yeah. yeah. You have to make it sexual, but it does have to cover the parts that you're not supposed to see on a PG-13 movie. Right. Because a butt yeah. maybe is okay. Right? Uh, is it? Wait, can you have a butt? And nowadays, I think you can have some butt. Nowadays, you can have anything. Oh, we can call it Do Die Make You Horny. Do Die Make You Horny. Do Die Make You Horny. Do Die. Do Die. Do Die Make You Horny. Do Die. Well, that's good. That's fun. That's the theme song. So it's like a card when you open it and it plays a song. When you open the box for this game, it plays that song. It's a three minute song. Yeah. It's a full cover by Austin Powers, played by Mike Myers, one of his famous characters. And wait. Okay, that's a question for another time. Okay. Yep. Um, let's see. What are some other ways we could make a game? Uh, yeah, Dude, I Make You Horny's good. Dude, I Make You Horny's good. <laughs> I mean, they play blackjack in the movie. They do. We could just invent yeah. blackjack. But we, we could just like, invent hey, hey, quick, we could mix quick, let's a card invent, game with Twister in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so instead of a spinner, 
you have a hand of blackjack. Uh-huh. And if you bust <laughs> 69, then you have to put your like someone else gets to tell you to put your hand. You know, you you're the one who has to put. You have to put the thing. You have to put. You, you have, have to, to put. put. I haven't played Twister. I don't know the terms. <laughs> terminology. The terminology. The complex terminology. Of you have to put. You have to put. <laughs> you have to be the one that puts. <laughs> like in Breaking Bad, I am the one who puts. He was talking about uh, a game of little Brian Cranston. Little Brian Cranston. So small in that show. So little. <laughs> so if you if you bust, then that's good. But if you don't, then. Uh, I guess you don't have to. Mm. That's not very dynamic. No, <laughs> no, no. Not like no. the most can... fun way of making blackjack no, no, exciting. No, but yeah. no, but no, no but. but. How about this? It's a game of this? blackjack, but in order to hit or yeah. do any of those things, mm-hmm. then you have to spin the thing mm-hmm. and to, and like. Mm-hmm. So if you want to keep playing and like get a good score, get a good mm-hmm. hand, mm-hmm. you also have to play Twister at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Yeah, and if you stay, right, that's then good. that's okay. fine. But you yep. might still lose. But you're just standing on the side, and you're risking that everybody else falls over in Twister. Exactly, because that also counts as busting. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Nice. So it's the players who are playing blackjack are yep. also playing Twister, and if they want to hit, they have to spin, and if they want to stay, then they just the whole then position. they just do then they just then they hold position they hold position and then whoever wins mm-hmm. gets to stand up again and start from zero nice yeah i love that i like it yep um so let's see okay that's fun but what's that called oh um I mean, like, uh, I, I my, my brain says, bust me, baby, or something like that. Your yeah. brain says, bust me, baby? My brain says, bust me, baby. Oh, okay. Mm. I don't think that has anything to do with this podcast no, or no, that uh, game. It's completely it's unrelated. Just it's what's just going something on that's happening right in your now. brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just telling you what's oh. up with me. <laughs> what's up with you? Mojo something. I keep thinking mojo. Mojo is like <laughs> right? the most fun word yeah. from this, <laughs> from this experience for me. Um... Who knows? You know? Shag Jack? It's impossible. Yeah, sure. Shag Jack. Yeah, that's good. Shag Jack. Yes. Sure. Sure. You yeah. know what? It's good enough. <laughs> you know it's what? It's motto. good enough to move on. <laughs> what's, the, what's another game idea? Mm. Okay, so let, well, but let's do like the traditional game style where it's mm. sort of like you're gamifying the movie itself. You know, you yeah, do like yeah. do it in like a role playing style. Sure. We could do it as a video game or as a tabletop game mm. um, or like a board game mm. where you have to go around to the different places and like, oh, no, there's the fembots and you get it's mm. like Monopoly. You go. To I, I was yeah. thinking like Candyland almost. Yeah. It's like yeah. on rails and there's just a bunch of wacky shit. Yeah. Yep. And because it's a very colorful movie. It like, is. You could just call it Randy Land. Hey, that's another one. And there you go. Fucking perfect, actually. And there you go. I don't know, I don't know how we can. It's talk. just Austin Powers, but it's Candyland. But it's Candyland. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, the whole it's thing. It's an Austin Powers themed Candyland. Yeah. Yep. Man, have there been, uh, what's that called? When they when you use a specific IP for. Like a, a licensed. Yeah. Has yeah. there been like yeah. a licensed Candyland it's before? It's kind of weird. I don't think I don't so. Think so. But there's yeah. been a kabillion Monopoly. 100%. Oh, so what, there has to have been Austin Powers Monopoly. What's Candyland doing? What, what is Candyland doing? Hey, They're just Candyland sitting on this juicy gold mine. That that honestly, nobody really likes anymore Candyland. Spice it the fuck up. Spice, Spice the it fuck up. And I have the perfect way. Yeah, Randyland. Randyland. The relevant property Candyland teams up with the, <laughs> the relevant, relevant property, property Austin Powers <laughs> and creates the ultimate relevant brand. Hey, if we put this in production, it takes us six years, we're going to be on the 30th anniversary and then it is relevant. That's actually a great point. And then they yeah. will probably make another movie. Then they probably will, oh, no, honestly. They will. Yeah, it'll be we need another Bill and Ted. We're going to make another Austin Powers. Yeah. There's no way yeah. it doesn't get created. And both will involve time travel. Whoopsies. Yeah. Whoopsies. <laughs> Oops. It's going to be called Austin Powers. Oops, I did it again. And Britney Spears will be able to be in it because she'll finally be well, free. She'll be free Britney. Spoilers, she is in the third movie. Oh, that's, shit, really? That's true. Yeah, no way. That's right. Yeah. For real? I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God, that's awesome. Uh, well, she'll be in it again. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh, spoilers fun. for the opening credits of Austin Powers in Goldmember. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah Goldmember. Yeah, spoilers, guys. So sorry. So sorry. Oh, sorry. my God. Fuck, oh, my God. Fuck, I'm fuck. so sorry. There's so many celebrity cameos <laughs> in that fucking movie. Uh. All right. Well, I think we've come up with three 
great game ideas. <laughs> I'd play one of them. I, I would at least play one of them. <laughs> Maybe even two times. You know, yeah. I wouldn't. I'm just kidding. I'd play the Game Boy Color game. <laughs> Let's be oh. honest. I, I'd play the one that already was made. I am looking I was for that on, ROM when I get home. I was on board literally until you showed me the picture oh, of what oh he looks God. like gotta in that put, game. Gotta put it in the notes. Everyone needs oh, to know so about disgusting. this shit. Yeah. It's not right. It's so bad. <laughs> it's not right. It's not, it's not morally right. No, it's uh, let, let's do it in context. Prequel or sequel? Prequel, prequel or sequel. Let's come up with okay. either a prequel or a okay. sequel to Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery, ignoring the other ones because mm-hmm. David hasn't seen them. exist. Which does make our job a little Not bit easier because we can come up with something mind. completely new. It's or we can so say fun. what happens in the other ones and David and I'll won't be, like, be sure if we're so telling funny. the truth. <laughs> but God, that's so funny. You should be writers <laughs> No, if we told you what happened in the other ones, he would not be saying that. Oh, <laughs> no. that's too bad. <laughs> that's a like there's this whole part where he drinks shit. Oh, mm. that's hilarious. That's such a good There's joke. one guy where the whole thing that makes him funny is he's fat. And Scottish. Oh, I and love Scottish. that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Two kinds of thing I like. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? We should have made this bit. <laughs> you just being like, okay, so what if there's one where he does this and it's all just from the other movies? And I'm just like, man, that sucks. That's really bad. You, like, That's you should, a terrible joke. What's that? wrong with like, you? Come on. Stop yeah. saying all these bad things that what, no like, one would ever what, like, make. What, like Dr. Evil and his clone that is uh, a little person version of himself? Oh, oh yeah. I do know about Minnie. And then they go to prison and they do a oh. whole rap verse. Yeah. Oh. They did a whole rap yeah, music why video. Would, no, stop with these ideas. They're not yeah. Yeah, this is an original yeah, idea here. that's not very good. Sorry. Yeah, um, or like, oh, how about this? Uh, he takes a rocket into space, looks like a dick. Yeah, that would never happen. That, that would, would never, never happen, happen in real life or that no movie. Billionaire no would ever do bald that. billionaire would ever do such a thing. It's a little uncanny. I don't like it. Um, yeah. But uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's okay, come. Okay. Okay. okay, let's come up with an actual sequel or prequel. Okay. So the obvious choice, the obvious choice to me, yeah, having not seen right any other any prequels or sequels that don't know if they exist, who's to say? Who's to say? It does. I mean, prequels are are ripe because it's implied that he's done a lot of things before this. That's true. Mm-hmm. Sequel seems like it's it's trite mm. and it's like a trope. Yes, but and also flag me if I'm calling the second movie because I might. But like the old we're married and we have to spice up our life by becoming spies again kind of thing. God, like, I wish that's what I it actually was. I really yeah. wish that's what I, it was. Okay. That, would that would be, be such fun, a much better maybe. setup. Like, yeah. I, it's I a like movies like that where you're like, no, we're out of the game. And then it's like, oh, but we're back in the game and now our marriage is spicy Honestly, again. what they do with Elizabeth Hurley's character is by far my least favorite part of the second movie. Yep. Oh, that's too bad. Um, <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Cool. Um, Sequels I mean, just sound better and better. We, we could. We could hypothesize what the 30th anniversary movie would be. Ooh, Ooh, actually, okay. that's fun. Yeah. I have an idea. What would okay. it be? 30 so, years. Scott Evil yeah. is taking over for Dr. Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's finally joined the family business. Mm. And he has to face off against the son of Austin Powers and <laughs> Vanessa, uh, who then teams up with the many, many illegitimate children running around Britain who he's blood related <laughs> to because something in the like it turns out there's like a blood like a blood mm. feud sort of thing or there's like some kind of genetic thing uh, that Austin Powers has mojo. with his mojo. Yeah. His that mojo. will that will make them able to overcome whatever the villainous plot is that Scott Evil has. So he has to gather together all of Austin Powers, <laughs> yeah. many, many illegitimate Jeez. kids. So we're putting the team together. Kind it's of a weird putting the team together movie. <laughs> okay. And they're all like weird British people uh, who have like a lot of the same mm. mannerisms as Austin right. Powers. Is he, has he been frozen again? Or like, because at the end of this movie, well, this he one... wasn't, but Dr. Evil was. Right. So right. like, is Austin Powers then canonically going to age? Uh, he, he would I have think to. he would have to. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So he'll be like, what? He'd be an old man. Yeah, he'd be, yeah. be an old guy. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. It's cool yeah. to be old. It's cool to be old. Or maybe he and he and Doctor Evil died, a la Sherlock Holmes and Morty Moriarty. Ooh, and Morty, <laughs> they went up Moriarty. My, my Rick favorite and Morty, Rick and Morty is Sherlock Holmes and Morty. It's where, really, where they, really they, they just the go show. over the Reichenbach Falls. Together. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be nice, holding hands and kissing. Yeah, yeah, just like they did it in Sherlock. Just like they did it in Sherlock. I mean, we all wrote this. I wish. Wop, wop, yeah, no wop, kidding. Wop, 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 wop. Um, the. 
so the sequel doesn't even have Austin Powers in it. Well, I mean, it's he's like kid. he shows up as an old man. He does, and he's then like eventually a cameo. He it's like an old man cameo. Yeah. Old man cameo, like a old Stan Lee, or not that brief. Um, who's gathering up uh, the kid? It's so it's Austin Powers' kid. It's Austin Powers mm-hmm. and Vanessa have a son. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that s- or daughter. I, mean, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have yeah, gone actually, straight to the sun. If we go I to Bill meant, and Ted, I, well, because I was thinking, I was thinking because of the like significant amount of sexism and okay. specifically male focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just keep wanting to say mojo of this film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, having a sequel that's not about that would be really odd. Can but I say who I, I want? Who I would want to play the daughter? Who would that be? Yeah. Easy Ridley. Oh my! Oh shit! Yeah, she'd actually would, be really good. She would be at great. Oh I would god. fucking love that. Uh, oh my god, oh, that would be yeah. so fucking funny. I really like the idea that that the Austin Powers 30th anniversary movie is like the new God of War game. Boy, and it and it, and it is to say incredibly violent, long and open world, and very sad. <laughs> is is what I want it to be. Also very sad. All one take. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. The key is Austin Powers 30 is. One take. So artistic. The The thing that I want it to be is it is still an Austin Powers movie in that it's like psychedelic, it's funny, there's a lot of sex, but it is actually redemptive in the way that it reclaims its sexuality. It says, no, 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 it's not about whether sex is good or bad or whether monogamy or like, because this, I mean, the first movie is like slut shaming. <laughs> it's like, oh it no, is. you can't, sleep with someone else even though you've never talked to somebody about being in a relationship right. that's offensive for some reason it's like why why that's not actually you had no contract it's fine that's he fair. did he did a thing he wanted to do like yeah. consent is the important thing uh-huh. consent is more important than monogamy plus yeah it was for reconnaissance. It was for reconnaissance. Haven't you ever? Haven't they ever seen the Americans? It was for an exchange of power. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was for an exchange. <laughs> it was under false pretenses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, like, instead of saying this movie's not going to be about sex or it's not going to be sexy, mm-hmm. the 30th anniversary was like, no, this movie. Could, the, oh, it definitely have to. It be has sexy. to be sexy. I would never. I would never but it, say an Austin but Powers it can't movie be, can't be. Yeah, sexy. exactly. It has to be sexy and. <laughs> They are sexy. I so saw sexy. this one, and it was <laughs> wow. He laid down. He laid down so many. He times laid for down you. a lot of oh, times. <gasps> Mike Myers laid oh, down for you, David. Oh my God, he laid down. He did. Um, where was I going with that? Fuck, oh, I know. Yeah, 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 the God of War route. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Very because, sexy. Because God of War says, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. These games are violent, and we're gonna talk about that. This game will still be violent, but it will be about how it is violent. And so the, you know, the new one can be about how it is sexual. It can be Daisy Ridley going around and talking to all these people and being like, hey, listen, I know that you're the kid of my dad that just kind of went around sowing the oats, so to speak. And that was kind of irresponsible. And you know what I love about this? Tell me. Because I also really want it to be like The Rise of Skywalker, where Austin <laughs> Powers becomes like a title rather than a name. Yeah. And they yes. start their own new spy agency just of the descendants of Austin Powers. <laughs> well, and they ask her what her name is at the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I Powers. Here's the thing that I love about this is it would be Daisy Ridley and a bunch of people. Way older than her. So much older. <laughs> very, so much very older much older than her. Yes, please. Yep. Yep. Um. <laughs> That's really good, actually. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd love that. Because then you can still lean into the spy element of it, too, because you can still have them be fighting some kind of new threat, like like you were saying with Scott. <laughs> Scott Evil. <laughs> uh, they, you still have to incorporate that. And so if, if they all need to team up and become the, you know, the army of... <laughs> What of what would you call them exactly? Like maybe the powers that be. <laughs> David, you just like got that. it. Yeah. Like it's maybe, the powers that be. Yeah, it's like the powers that, that be. Because he's the powers that was, and they're the powers that be. David, yes. <laughs> David, David, kiss me on the mouth, you genius. <laughs> stop talking. You've hit gold. <laughs> Wait, that's um, not the expression. What matters is stop talking. You've hit gold. <laughs> You're crunching down on that gold. Uh, I. I want this movie to exist so yeah. bad. Yeah, it could be right? called the powers that be. That's pretty good, actually. I mean, it would be 
Austin, well, would it be called Austin Powers? It would have to be for the brand. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Because the, the second and third one are also Austin Powers colon, right? But he's not the primary character of this oh, film that we're you're making. Right. The Rise of Shag Walker. Ooh, ooh, okay. Jesus uh-huh. Christ, Matthew. I want that's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Oh, I want this movie to exist. Oh, man. It could. It, it might. Could. It could. It might. It won't. It might. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? Who's okay? Playing? So well, let, let's think about age. Let's just think yeah. about the age real quick. Yeah. I yeah. Want to. Because I want to. Think. He, Maybe in their sixties. They would be in their 60s at this point. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah, shit. Yeah. shit. We, there's some fun actors in their 60s. Oh, absolutely. But it's just like <laughs> just like thinking about the idea of Daisy Ridley and then just like a bunch of people in their 60s and they're all like on the same team is kind of strange. It's amazing. Yeah. But it sounds fun. It sort yeah. of rules. It, yeah. it rules. And, and it would leave it open for Mike Myers to do his whole makeup cameo playing multiple oh characters my god, type things if right. you wanted to. Holy shit. Oh my god, you're he right. He could be so many of them. Yep. Oh no. And they would do many flashbacks to the conception of these kids. Also <laughs> a big opportunity. He could get back out the old suit and everything. <laughs> yep. Oh man, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yep. <laughs> uh, ooh, okay. So there's here's what here's a last little thing I'll throw in the jar. But we can say no if you want. So there's a time travel technology or at least cryo-freezing technology. Yes. I don't know if the second or third movies that do not exist introduce time travel at all. They do. Yeah. Okay, so there's like plenty of technology that is faux real. Yes. Uh, so we it's could... Faux real. <laughs> it's faux real. It's faux real. So I think we can introduce the idea that maybe Daisy Ridley has the technology and or ability to go into the memories of Austin Powers <laughs> because they took his brain and like when he when he died and she can go in there and find it's like where the Assassin's they were conceived Creed thing and where in the blood them. they can yes. just be like because it's their mm-hmm. past relatives yep. they oh, can revisit yeah. the past lives of their yeah. exactly yeah. they can revisit them and find out where they were conceived and find and go get them and that's how she finds out where they all that's are incredible. and goes and finds the people that burned well them. and yes. I was thinking of a way we could make this um, we could have a, a broader range of age diversity <laughs> than mm-hmm. just like people in their sixties and Daisy Ridley and then like nothing in between. <laughs> that's it. Nope. is that Austin Powers gained the power of time travel and decided <laughs> he wanted to go throughout history and shag the most famous women, like mm. the f- most famous attractive women from the years when he was frozen. Like, just see oh, how many of them he Because he, like, sex missed with. out? Yeah. Is, is his Because he was like, thought. I was famous. I would have had sex with him if I'd been <laughs> oh, there. Oh, my God. Yep. So now I, I go correct history. <laughs> yeah. Because I Cause should he's have a horn dog. The... God. And, like, he, you know, he he's smart. <laughs> he, like, he'll go to when they're, like, single or when they're, like, yeah, you know, yeah, he, he yeah. won't be a yeah. creep about no, it. There's yeah. precedent to say, like, he respected the boundaries of married people. Yeah. You know, he didn't just run around having affairs. But you got to imagine that, you know, looking through, like, all of the history that he missed, he'd be like, mm. I would have shagged her. I would have shagged her. I would have shagged him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 You know, free love and all that. Free so love. so yeah, he decides to okay. go throughout history. And so, mm, and so, so there's a bunch of it. There's the, one from the every kids year. Are, the, <laughs> the kids aren't all just from the 60s. Yeah. They're like yeah. from like a, long, yeah. a larger range <gasps> of time. I like that too because then you can have a kind of Anchorman finale set up with like all the decades of armies. <laughs> We're like, here's the '60s kids, and here, like, the Boomers are here. Oh yeah. shit! Oh, but here's no. the Gen Xers. Okay, but I like, can see where this becomes really <laughs> shitty. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Like, I can, True. I'm already seeing all the ways this would turn into a really <laughs> dumb idea. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I'd still watch it, and it would still yeah. be picked up by movie executives you're welcome movie executives yeah let's get on the computer type type bing let's get this done type type bing Mm, my favorite search engine yeah yeah sponsored (laughs) sponsored they gave us money we have to say it it's an ad we have to say (laughs) bing give us money microsoft we know you have money you didn't get that one contract from the government because amazon complained about it (laughs) uh so you know you got no you got extra time just you know give us money for this what are you up to yeah, fucking Microsoft, what are, what are you, you up to? What are you, what are you really doing? doing? What are you really up to? Microsoft, what are you doing? Can I ask, what a, are you doing? Can I ask a canonical contextual deviance question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is the actor that we always said, hey, what is she doing? Uh, that was would, it 
Jodie Foster? No, 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 no. It no. was. It was. Uh, it was. No. We just watched her in a it butter milkshake. It was similar oh, to was Michelle Yeoh. No, Michelle Yeoh Michelle was Yeoh in the other room. Was in the room every episode with oh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Moore. What is she doing? Julianne Moore I, is very Jodie Foster adjacent. I really want to know what yes. Julianne Moore is doing. What she's up to. I don't uh, remember if I've seen her since the second Kingsman movie. She yeah. must have. I must That's have seen right. her since then. Yeah. What is she up to? But uh, but yes, Michelle Yeoh, uh, who <laughs> is in the other room. Michelle, great job in Gunpowder Milkshake, Michelle. <laughs> Super job. She just gave a thumbs up. So yeah, always she happy. She thinks so too. Always happy for. Always happy for her. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much. We did an episode of Contextual Deviants. We did it. Yeah. We did it about Austin Powers. Oh, that's true. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baby. baby. Yeah, baby. Yes, baby. Yes, baby. Yes. We talked about it through a series of different contexts. We, uh, we, oh, oh boy, we talked about Marx's theory. We did. We gamified it. We oh, did that make was a game. Be the one I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you took mine, shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, I straight cannot remember the first one we did. Mm, oh wait, I just remembered it. Unreliable narrator. Nice. Do you remember the last one we did? Absolutely not. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Actually, no. We no. wrote a whole sequel. We wrote a sequel. Yeah, that's we came what up we with a did. whole sequel. Yeah. A whole sequel that probably will get made. We probably will get made after this. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A pretty we good better idea. get fucking credit we'll on make that. Some I will vocals. make a. I will sue. I actually yeah. do feel like we've written some sequels on this show that have been like, haha, what a funny joke. That one could be fun. That yeah. one could be like, very That fun. legitimately could I be I would fun. watch the hell I out of that. that. And honestly, like up until that moment, I was not interested in seeing another Austin awesome <laughs> Powers movie. <laughs> no, to be fair, neither was I. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Just a couple more things before we go. And uh, the first of those things is, uh, David, did you have anything you'd like to plug? Sure, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am on another show. It's called Hypotheticast. It's where jokes and questions occur. That's all I'm going to tell you, baby. You probably know what it is if you've listened to this show before. I don't know. It's Would You Rathers and Hypotheticals. It's fun. It's You, sh- you should like it. Go listen to it. Hypotheticast. And uh, also, I'd like to plug Christian's apartment because oh. it's pretty nice. Thank you. And it has at least one room. That's and true. For that, it is impressive. You were and very excited that there was more love, than one room. Honestly, I'm telling you, whenever my friends live in apartments and they're more than one room, I'm like, nice. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> like you're making it. I just yeah, I don't know. I, I think when I picture what I can afford, <laughs> it's <laughs> almost never something that has separate rooms. So it's very exciting. Yeah, I was very lucky to get this place. Honestly, mm. it's like the law lo- is like Finding something in my price range yeah. was very, it's great. Very no, I love it. Hey, everybody come check it out. Yeah, everybody come to my <laughs> home. Come on over. Let's dox <laughs> them really quick. Yeah, dox, yeah. Me, yeah, dox me real quick. <laughs> I actually dox me outside. How about that? <laughs> dox. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matthew, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, nothing I'm up to, but, but I would like to recommend that everybody check uh, out a delightful little cartoon on Disney Plus called The Owl House. Yeah, um, it is about a uh, a young woman who travels to a magical world and hangs out with a witch and a little demon puppy cat thing, mm-hmm. um, and they have adventures together, and it is such a happy good time, and it'll make you feel good and feel like a hug, and you'll love it. It's mm-hmm. delightful, and it's a it's another addition in the series that we have brought up time and time again of young adult animated action adventure fantasy shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. In the vein of yours, your Shira, Princesses of Power, yeah, Kipo, yep, uh, Steven Universe, Adventure Time, it's a Infinity deep, Train, well, like, Infinity Train. There's a big, big net that catches all those, and it's one of my favorite. It's, it's so best. good. It's so We're good. We're in it's, a golden age right now. We are oh. in a golden age for that specific kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Wow, wonderful. But wonderful uh, Christian, would you like to plug anything? Well, <laughs> I um, <laughs> I. Uh, so I'm working on my best of 2021 playlist. I'm up to 50 songs now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, have started making. I've started making cover art for some of my playlists, uh, just to have something to do. I like that. Uh, so check that out. You can find me on Spotify. Just look up my name. Uh, and I would also my like to name. plug a pop show. Pop, mm, and I would also like to plug a pop culture thing. In my case, though, it would be, um. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, you're just going to do it. There's this really good 
six episode documentary about the history of the Seattle Mariners on YouTube. <laughs> now I need to explain. I don't care about baseball. Yeah, who I does? definitely don't care about the Seattle Mariners. Oh shit! But Secret Base, formerly SB Nation, John Boys and Alex Robinson. I can't remember his last name. But they did this. They did this whole history of the Seattle Mariners that is absolutely buck wild super watchable uh it's all on youtube for free Uh, i recommend it to anyone oh my god uh it's it's just a good time because it's like their team is insane then the things that have happened to that franchise (laughs) and they're not a winning team they've (laughs) never been a particularly (laughs) well like but also yes they've also had some of the best players of all time playing at the height of their powers like at one point point they had ken griffey jr uh randy johnson and alex rodriguez i know those three people because ken griffey jr had a video game Mm -hmm. and randy johnson hit a bird with a baseball once and alex rodriguez just bought the timberwolves (laughs) he did just buy the timberwolves (laughs) that's the reason i know those three people yeah, uh, and, and like just the the insane number of things that they went through in order to exist in the first <laughs> place is Same. just it's very wild. So uh, that's my recommendation: that's the awesome. history of the Seattle Mariners mm. on YouTube. But you didn't go. see that curveball <laughs> coming. <laughs> uh, that's from football. <laughs> no. Okay. Ah, anyway, my uh, headphones are slipping off due to sweat, so we should wrap this up. Yeah, we up. should definitely wrap it up. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, that leaves us with one question that I have to ask every time. It's my my grim, grim task that is set down true. to me by the ancients. Your dark passenger. My dark passenger. <laughs> uh, David, did you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Why does the petite meat guide the fear? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day! Because of how horny I was. <laughs> you had to think of Margaret Thatcher on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher on a cold day! Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day! <laughs> That's, That's right. the way he yells it. Genuinely, <laughs> though, I have thought about that that exact line so many times mm-hmm. in my life. And honestly, that was the first time I'd ever heard of Margaret Thatcher. So when I found out who Margaret Thatcher was, <laughs> yeah, funny, it was actually. very funny. Yeah, that yeah. was good. And then Meryl Streep came along and ruined it. It doesn't even work for me anymore. Because oh. <laughs> then I just think of The Post and... Yeah. The you know. <laughs>